welcome. I'm your host, Diana Bruin, an expert in PKD, nutrition, and all things kidney health. If you believe there is more you can do with nutrition to slow the progression of PKD, but you aren't sure why or how, the PKD Dietitian Podcast is just for you. We'll look at the science and research around PKD. I'll break it down in ways that are easy to understand. And of course, we'll dig into all things nutrition and PKD. I'll answer your questions and those that I frequently get from clients and medical professionals. Along the way, you'll meet researchers and PKD warriors highlighting the power of advocacy, awareness, and community. Let's get started. I want to talk a little today about a hot topic, or shall I say an ice topic, depending on your preference, and that is coffee and PKD. I frequently get questions like, can I drink coffee? And if so, how much? Is it bad for PKD? Will it make my cysts grow? Because I get these questions so often, I bet you have them too. I personally didn't start drinking coffee until later in life. So picture this. I was living in Boston and it was winter, very cold, and I was doing a year-long residency internship after my master's. Shout out here to Brigham and Women's Hospital. And everyone, I mean everyone in Boston, seemed to be drinking coffee. And they looked so happy and warm when they were. So, needless to say, I tried it and quite enjoyed it. So now I am a professed coffee drinker. I drink one, maybe to two cups a day. I might be a bit biased when it comes to coffee. Research in PKD around coffee really isn't. So what have you heard about drinking coffee with polycystic kidney disease? Perhaps that it's harmful or it can cause cyst growth or even that consumption of coffee has no impact whatsoever. Whether you just enjoy the flavor and experience of sipping a good old cup of joe or if you are looking for a little pep in your step, stay with me to look at what the research tells us my recommendations for intake with PKD, and I'm going to wrap it up with a few questions that you can ask yourself regarding your coffee intake and your health. So why are we even talking about coffee and PKD? Well, it really isn't the coffee itself. It's the caffeine. Coffee contains caffeine, a known stimulant, and it is one of the most commonly consume beverages worldwide. The theory is that coffee, because of that caffeine, stimulates cyst growth and thus the progression of PKD. Where did that theory come from? Caffeine is known to increase something called cyclic AMP, a messenger in the body. When it is stimulated, specifically in the kidneys, cyclic AMP is a known driver of cyst growth. It is part of something called the vasopressin pathway. Now, if you are curious to learn more about this pathway, check out the show notes. I have linked out one of my blogs that will outline it for you. Let's get into what science says. One of the earliest published studies looking at PKD, its pathways in caffeine, was by by Belibi and all, and it was published in 2002. The widespread recommendation to eliminate or at least limit coffee 
comes from their results. In the study, human ADPKD cells were cultured in a lab and they were exposed to different levels of caffeine. And the researchers looked at if there was an impact on those kidney cells based on the caffeine amount administered. What they found was a mild increase in that cyclic AMP in the kidney PKD cells. From there, the researchers concluded that caffeine increases cyclic AMP, thus consumption was a risk factor for the promotion of cyst growth. However, this conclusion was a hypothesis and any actual cyst growth was not tested. Other studies using preclinical animal models did not see these same results. In fact, the other studies even administered much higher doses of caffeine. Since these early studies, more work has been done looking at PKD, the kidneys, and caffeine. And I want to highlight a few of these studies that are worth knowing. The next study I want to talk about was published in 2019 by Mecca and all, and is from what I can see the driving force behind the belief that coffee causes cysts to grow. It looked at any relationship between coffee, dose of caffeine, and kidney size, specifically with function in mice. Their conclusion was that high doses of caffeine is associated with PKD progression, larger kidney volume, and a decreased kidney function. Now, before you abandon your morning cup of joe, ask yourself, do these results apply to real life? The details in this one are important to look at and consider. The group in the study, given the highest amount of caffeine, were given 150 milligrams per kilogram of their body weight. This was the only group in the study that showed any impact. The amount of caffeine that a human would need to consume to meet this amount is astronomically high. Dare I say, almost impossible. So let's break this down in human terms. So for example, a 150 pound person would need to consume about 10 1,200 milligrams of caffeine daily to match this intake. This adds up to around 104 8-ounce cups of coffee a day, consistently day to day. In my opinion, this is not feasible and not applicable in real life. So I will ask you that question again. Do these results apply to real life? Mm, Not so much. Let's look at human studies. What I will tell you is that they all come to similar conclusions when it comes to coffee, caffeine, and PKD. A 2020 study found that caffeine intake was not directly associated with kidney size, that total kidney volume. It is worth noting that there are some pretty obvious shortcomings in this study based on the design, one being that they used ultrasounds for calculating kidney size, and it was a small participant size. What was really interesting to me about this study was that the participants in it with PKD had a much lower overall intake of caffeine when compared to their control parts that didn't have PKD. So I guess the widespread warning to limit coffee and caffeine was having an impact. 
A look back at the CRISP study also showed no significant relationship between caffeine consumption and the progression of PKD. There was no significant association between participants' reported caffeine intake and their kidney size and function. And I quote the researchers that the findings indicate that caffeine consumption is unlikely to have a clinically significant effect on ADPKD progression. I'll just let that sink in for a second. Results from the first prospective clinical study looking at the long-term effect of coffee consumption in ADPKD were then published in 2018. This included a study looking at around 151 participants and they were followed for around four and a half years. And I quote from there that coffee drinkers did not have a statistically significant different kidney size. And there was also no statistically significant difference in GFR between the coffee and non-coffee drinkers. In conclusion, The researchers said that coffee consumption did not worsen the course of ADPKD. It's worth noting the limitations. They only looked at coffee, coffee, not total caffeine intake, and it was a self-reported intake. Human studies just haven't shown any significant effect of coffee and caffeine intake on kidney function, that would be your GFR, or kidney size, that would be the total kidney volume. Now, what about coffee and blood pressure? Is there a connection there? Coffee is a stimulant, and we as humans have different responses to coffee because of that. There is a recommendation to be cautious about coffee and caffeinated beverages, especially with heart disease and blood pressure, specifically high blood pressure, hypertension. That is pretty commonplace. But know this, it isn't right, and it isn't wrong. How caffeine affects you is personal and partly due to your genetics. Your weight, any meds you're on, or any other potential medical conditions also can impact how it affects you. Back to PKD, looking at a study, an animal study that came out in 1999, so way back, chronically high levels of caffeine did lead to higher blood pressure in animals with PKD. Interesting to note, though, no effect was noted on cyst development. And based on these study results, the recommendation was made to limit intake to less than four cups a day. Looking at the cumulative results of many studies in regard to health and caffeine intake, moderate intake does not appear to be harmful at all to heart health. In fact, a reduced risk for type 2 diabetes, heart health, cardiovascular disease, and even some cancers has been found associated with a moderate intake of of coffee. This suggests a beneficial and protective effect. Moderate coffee intake, by the way, is generally defined as three to four cups a day, whereas mild to moderate is two to three cups a day. Now, folks, I am talking about an eight ounce cup of coffee here, normal sized coffee, not these ginormous cups that we can get now at coffee shops. An average cup of coffee is eight ounces, and that contains usually around 95 milligrams of caffeine. So based on this information, does coffee have any perks? Coffee, being plant-based, does have perks. 
It contains a number of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, all of which help fight cell damage and are protective. How it is grown, roasted, and brewed does impact the end amount of these things, though. So some of the perks of coffee include moderate amounts of vitamin B2, also known as riboflavin, and magnesium. Caffeine can be a perk of coffee, and it can be a pick-me-up perk for many. The minerals in coffee do include potassium and magnesium. It is naturally low in sodium, and again, it has numerous antioxidants. All of these together likely contribute to the benefits associated with drinking coffee on a regular basis. Does coffee count towards your fluid intake? Another great question that I frequently get. A portion of coffee can be counted towards your fluid intake. After all, it is made with water. Caffeine does have a mild diuretic effect, meaning it can cause you to urinate more, but this isn't a one-to-one relationship. Back to that eight-ounce cup of coffee, drinking that is about seven ounces of fluid. Water, however, is still your best hydration choice. There are some potential side effects when it comes to coffee and caffeine consumption. The general recommendation for everyone from the FDA and the dietary recommendations is to not consistently drink greater than 400 milligrams of caffeine a day. This is what is considered high dose intake. With a dose higher than this, some people experience insomnia, anxiety or increased anxiety, an irregular heartbeat, headaches, stomach irritation, and even GI distress. Also worth noting is that energy drinks potentially have very high amounts of added caffeine, even up to 500 milligrams per serving. I would absolutely avoid using these products, and if you do use them, flip them over and see how much caffeine they have in them. If you already have any of these mentioned concerns, for sure look at your coffee intake and assess if it is making matters worse. I know personally that I am caffeine sensitive and I don't go over one to two cups a day. That isn't a good idea for me. It definitely makes me feel anxious and a little bit unsettled. We've got the overall general recommendation of drinking less than or equal to 400 milligrams of caffeine a day. That's about four cups. KDGO, the Kidney Disease Improving Global Outcomes, recommends avoid a high intake. However, they never define what a high intake is. The PKD Foundation recommends, and I quote, it may be wise to limit caffeine. And the limit was set by them to two to three cups of coffee a day. This aligns with earlier recommendation. My recommendation is stick to two to three cups a day. You're 100% good to go with that amount. In general, stick under 400 milligrams of caffeine. That's about four cups a day. I am actually more interested in what you put in your coffee and in your coffee-like substances. And I say that because a lot of the drinks that are claiming to be coffee ordered out really are dessert in a cup, a liquid dessert, because of the added sugars. It is important to know that how caffeine affects you personally does matter. Not sure what is a good amount for you? Here are three questions to ask yourself. Number one, 
Do I experience any negative side effects when I drink coffee? For example, are you sensitive to it? Do you have a higher blood pressure? Does it make you feel more anxious? Do you have difficulty sleeping or maybe an upset stomach or an upset GI? If the answer is yes, perhaps coffee is not for you. But the second part of that question is how much am I actually drinking? You might be drinking a lot more than you think. So check in. Question number two, what am I adding to my coffee? Are you adding lots of sugar? Are you adding fake flavored creamer? Check in there too. Question number three, is my coffee taking the place of water? So these are really three good questions to ask yourself when it comes to your coffee consumption. In conclusion, no evidence has been found specifically in human studies that coffee consumption because of the caffeine content is detrimental to PKD, nor that it promotes faster progression of cyst growth. Human studies haven't shown any significant effect on your kidney function, that's the GFR, or kidney size, the total kidney volume. You can consume too much coffee and caffeine. So absolutely aim for less than 400 milligrams a day. That's four cups. Even better is two to three cups. And how caffeine affects you personally and what you put in it does matter. And that brings our coffee and PKD episode to a conclusion. Did you know that I have a monthly newsletter? If you aren't signed up to connect with me via email, make sure you do so. Stay in the know with blog posts, and I have a blog post coming out with more details about coffee and PKD, recipes, and all things PKD and nutrition. There's a link in the show notes to sign up. Until next time. 